On the Pesach, Hashem says, I'm sending a Malach in front of you. To bring you to the place that I have prepared. Rashi explains the words, Asher HaChinoisi, and says, Asher Zimanti Loseis Lochem. For the meantime, we're going to translate that, that I have prepared to give to you. Then Rashi brings a second Pirish, which we will see more about soon. So the Mepharshim say, that what is Rashi bothered by over here? Since in the Pasuk it just says, Asher HaChinoisi, that I have prepared. It doesn't say for whom Hashem has prepared it. This is why Rashi says that I have prepared it, to give to you, to the Jewish people. Since, however, there's a problem with this pirush, because if that's the case, why didn't the Pashuk just say clearly, Asher hachinoisi licha? This is why Rashi brings a second pirush, which again, we're going to see more about soon, but the point is that in that pirush, Asher hachinoisi would then mean that Hashem is saying that I have prepared it for myself. It's as if the Pasuk just saying, Asher HaChinoisi, you don't have to say Lucha because Hashem is actually saying, I've prepared it for myself, because we're speaking about the fact that Hashem made a Beis HaMikdash up above, corresponding and aligned with a Beis HaMikdash down here below, as we'll soon see more about this Pirush. So according to this, HaChinoisi in fact means, Hashem is saying, I prepared it for myself. It's as if the Pasuk said, Asher HaChinoisi Li, I prepared it for myself. And that does not have to say clearly, because if it just says HaChinoisi, I prepared it, so it means for himself. The problem with this Pirush, however, says the Rebbe, is that this is what was bothering Rashi, because number one, says the Rebbe, according to the simple understanding, there doesn't seem to be any problem with the word hachinoisi, even if it just says hachinoisi, without saying for whom it was prepared, because that would have been understood by itself. If the Pasuk is saying, and Hashem is saying, I'm going to be bringing you into the, into the place, Asher hachinoisi, so obviously it's referring to that I prepared it for the Eden. That's what the Pasuk is discussing. Number two, says the Rebbe, if that's the case, Rashi should have just said very, very briefly. The Rebbe says, in fact, that's the way the Evan Ezra says it. All Rashi had to say was one word. On the Pasuk, Asher HaChinoisi, Rashi could say one word, Lochem, I prepared it for you. So why is Rashi number one using extra words? saying, Asher Zimanti, Loses, Lochem, all he needed was just the word Lochem. And furthermore, why is he changing the words of the Pasuk? Instead of the word Achinoisi, he's suddenly using this word Zimanti. The Rebbe now moves on to the next part of the Rashi. So Rashi goes on and says, Zehu this was the simple meaning. Umedroshe, and the Medrash says, El HaMokoyim Asher Achinoisi, the place that I have prepared. My place is already noticeable. Kenegdoi aligned to it. Meaning to say, as Rashi goes on and explains, that this is one of the psukim that tell us that the base Hamigdash up above is aligned directly against or above the base Hamigdash down here below. And that's what Asher HaChinoisi means, that Hashem had prepared already a base Hamigdash up above. Says the Rebbe, the reason why Rashi is quoting the words again, in this second Peter, she starts saying again, El asher and then goes on to explain about the Beis HaMikdash up above, says the Rebbe, that's understood. Because Rashi wants to hint that according to this pshat, the pshat of the Medrash, the wording of the Pasuk actually goes smoother. When the Pasuk says, El HaMokoyim, El HaMokoyim asher 
Why isn't the Pasuk, if we're speaking about Eretz Yisrael, why doesn't it say Ela Eretz? It's because in fact, Hachinoisi is not referring to Eretz Yisrael, rather it's referring to a very specific place, the Mokim HaMikdash. So this is why Rashi is quoting these words again. However, this itself wouldn't be an absolute question against the first pshat, that which Rashi called pshutoi, because it's, we do find in psukim that even a whole land, a whole place, a whole land could be called mokim, and therefore there's no real problem with saying that mokim is referring to Eretz Yisrael. The Rebbe says, and on the contrary, from the whole flow of the psukim over here, it seems to be quite obvious that when it says it actually is not referring to a specific place within Eretz Yisrael, rather it's speaking by the whole Eretz Yisrael. Says the Rebbe, since according to the Medrash, so number one, the word El HaMokim is being changed now, that it's not referring to Eretz Yisrael, it's referring to a specific place. Number two, According to this, the word Hasher Achinoisi is also going to be smoother and better, as we'll soon see why that is. This is why Rashi is again quoting these words from the Pasuk when he brings the Medrash. However, the issues and the problems that we need to understand, says the Rebbe, is why is it that Rashi now needs to add the words and say, these are, this is one of the psukim that tell us about this idea that the Beis Hamikdash up above corresponds to the Beis Hamikdash down below. Seemingly, why is it relevant to know over here and to emphasize over here that there are other psukim that tell us this idea about the Beis Hamikdash up above? Says the Rebbe, we cannot say that because this is something that doesn't really resonate so much, it's not, doesn't make sense so much in the mind, of a ben and therefore Rashi needs to tell us that there are other psukim like this as well, similar to what Rashi will sometimes say. I found another example of this particular idea. So we do find this idea in other psukim as well. Says Rebbe, we can't say this because Rashi himself earlier on brought this idea twice already that the base Hamikdash up above corresponds to and is aligned to the Beis HaMikdash down below. And in those places, in fact, Rashi does not add this point or this proof and saying, oh, that this is one of the psukim and there are other similar psukim as well. The Rebbe now focuses on some other diyukim in the wording of Rashi. Number one, says the Rebbe, the source of this medrash is in the Tanchuma, medrash Tanchuma. Now in the medrash Tanchuma, it says it the other way around. The Medrash Tanchuma says, this is one of the psukim that indicate to this idea, that show this idea, that the Beis HaMikdash down here below corresponds and is aligned with the Beis HaMikdash up above. So why is Rashi changing the order and saying that the Beis HaMikdash up above is aligned with the Beis HaMikdash down below? Number two says that there is a girsa in Rashi, where Rashi just says the Beis HaMikdash Shal Mailah is mechuvan keneged shel mato, without the word Beis HaMikdash shel mato. He omits the word Beis HaMikdash. So according to this gear, so we need to understand, why is Rashi omitting the words Beis HaMikdash? Especially, that once again, in the other places, earlier on, Rashi did bring this idea. He did bring the words Beis HaMikdash shel mato. Says the Rebbe, the explanation in all of this is, what Rashi is actually bothered by, and what Rashi is coming to preempt over here, is a very, very simple question in the words Asher Hachinoisi that I have prepared. The word Hachono indicates that there is something actually being changed 
in the particular thing that you are now making ready or preparing for something else. And in this way, it's now becoming prepared. It's now becoming fitting to whatever it is that you're preparing it for. So the question in our case is, what does it mean, Hachinoisi, that Hashem had prepared Eretz Yisrael to, to accept the Yidden that are going to be coming there? We seemingly don't find that anything changed in Eretz Yisrael at this particular time compared to the way it was before. So what does it mean, Hashem, Hachinoisi, Hashem is saying, I have prepared the land. In what way was it prepared? On the contrary, says the Rebbe, the content of the whole flow of this parsha is emphasizing that the land of Eretz Yisrael is in fact not prepared for the Eden. There are seven nations living there. We need to work on eliminating them, chasing them out of the land. And furthermore, it's not even going to hap- be happening so, so soon, as the Pasuk emphasizes, that if all the nations are immediately taken out of the land, then the land will remain desolate, and animals could come, etc., etc. The Pasuk says, Ma'at, ma'at they're going to be chased away slowly. So what does it mean that Hashem is saying, I'm going to bring you to the place, Asher HaChinoisi, that I have prepared? In what way is Eretz Yisrael ready or prepared for the Yidin? And this is what Rashi is coming to tell us. In that first pshat, Rashi is saying that Asher HaChinoisi doesn't actually mean an act, an act that was done. As usually HaChonu means that something was done to prepare a particular thing. But Rashi changes the words. He says, Asher zimanti loses lochem. Zimanti loses lochem. Perhaps you could translate it means that I designated to give to you. In other words, there was only a hazmana, there was only some sort of Hashem designated. He was planning to give it to the Yidden. The Rebbe says the word zimanti is also from the word zimun, like an invitation. What happens when we invite a guest? Nothing practically happened yet in preparing Anything. There was only a verbal invitation for somebody to, to do something or to come somewhere. So too over here. When Hashem is designating Eretz Yisrael for the fact that He's going to give it later to the Yidden. Zimanti lost Yisrael. But it doesn't mean that we need to be looking for an act of change that happened in Eretz Yisrael. That's why Rashi is translating that word, Asher Achinoisi, not as the regular type of preparation, but Asher Zimanti that I have designated to give it to you. Since, however, this, the Pirush of Achana usually does mean that the thing itself is being somewhat changed and being made ready for a particular thing, this is why Rashi doesn't suffice only with this first Pirush, and that's why he brings him at Drashay. Kvar Mekoymi Nikar Kenegdi, that the place is already noticeable, aligned to the Beis Amikdash. And that is, according to this Pirush, there was actually something done in the place, an actual hachano, some real change. But we're not speaking about the Beis Hamikdash down here below, rather we're speaking about the Beis Hamikdash up above, my place, the place of, of Hashem in the Beis Hamikdash up above, that's noticeable already, but it's up above. Says the Rebbe, this is also going to be the reason why Rashi, we asked before about the order of how Rashi says it, Rashi starts off by saying, Beis Hamikdash Milo. The Beis Hamikdash up above is aligned to the Beis Hamikdash down here. Not in the opposite order, which is the way the Tanchumet says it. Why? Because where was the act of Hachana done? Where was the act of preparation done? It was in fact only done up above. Mekoimi, the place of the Beis Hamikdash up above, is nikar, is noticeable. 
opposite the base Hamikdash down here, but the main place where it's noticeable is only up above. Says the Rebbe, but this is still not enough. Why? Says the Rebbe, it's difficult to say, and it doesn't make sense to say, that when the Abishta prepares the place of, place of the Beis HaMikdash up above, it shouldn't have any sort of impact on the place of the Beis HaMikdash down below, which is aligned to it. And as we in fact see in the Pasuk by Yaakov, where he says, that this is the gate to heaven, where Rashi brings this idea the first time that the Beis HaMikdash up above is aligned, corresponding to the Beis HaMikdash down below, so Yaakov clearly felt the Kedusha of the place down here below, as he says, Manoira, how awesome is this place? This must be the house of Hashem, this is the gate to heaven. Now since the Pasuk says that Asher Achinoisi, that Hashem prepared the Beis HaMikdash up above, that Mekoyimi Nikar connected to this place is already noticeable up above, so seemingly it should have also been noticeable in the place of the Beis HaMikdash down here below. So how does that fit with the whole flow again of the Parsha, where it's emphasized that Eretz Yisrael, including the place of the Beis HaMikdash, is completely not ready for the hidden coming into Eretz Yisrael. And this is why Rashi clarifies and he adds the words, This is one of the psukim that say that the Beis HaMikdash up above is aligned to the Beis HaMikdash down below. Meaning to say that the Pasuk is not coming to tell us that now something happened. Some new preparation now happened through the Beis HaMikdash being up above, aligned to the Beis HaMikdash down below. This Hachinoisi is something that was already way back, forever before. And this is just one of the Psukim, it's just another Pasuk amongst other Psukim, that tell us this same idea, that was something from before already, that the Beis HaMikdash up above corresponds to the Beis HaMikdash down below. Ukvar Mekoimi, Nikar, connected to the place of the Beis HaMikdash, is already noticeable opposite it. But this is something that existed previously and existed always. And therefore, there's no question really anymore, why don't we find that suddenly now there should be some change in the place of the Beis HaMikdash down here below, because once again, we're not speaking about anything that happened now. We're just saying that always, from way back, there was this idea that there's a Beis HaMikdash Lomailo. Says the Rebbe, now we could also go and look at the other Girsa, where it says, Beis HaMikdash Shalmailo Mechuvan Keneged Shalmato. It doesn't even mention the word Beis HaMikdash Shalmata because it's coming to emphasize this very point. That the fact that Hashem prepares the Beis HaMikdash up above is not connected at all to what's happening in the, in the state of what's happening in the Beis HaMikdash down here below. Meaning to say, the Beis HaMikdash up above is there even when there is no Beis HaMikdash down here. That's why Rashi doesn't say the words Beis HaMikdash down here. Or Rashi says it's Mechuvan Keneged Shalmato. It's aligned with down here, but with missing the Beis HaMikdash itself, even the Beis HaMikdash is not here. And that's why, once again, it's not a contradiction. That even though Kfar Mekoyimi Nikar connected to the place is already noticeable up above, and yet we don't see any change or any active preparation down here below. And Adrab, on the contrary, the Mokam HaMikdash down here is a place where there may be Goyim, even the opposite of the Beis HaMikdash. The Rebbe concludes with a matter in Halacha that we could also take out of this Rashi. Says the Rebbe, there's a machloikas harishoinim. Regarding the opinion of Abaye, who, cl- who says, Hazmono milsahi. So that is, there's a discussion in the Gemara, if whether something was designated to be used for something, whether that actually has significance. So according to Abaye, Hazmono, just designating something, is already considered very, very significant, has halachic ramifications. 
And according to Rava, it does not. So the question is, when we designate something, are we speaking about doing some sort of act? Or even just saying verbally that something is going to be for a particular purpose is already considered also a, 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 a very important, uh, is considered valid already in a hasmono, considered that it's designated for that already. So the machloikas, again, already showing them what Abaya would hold. And the Rebbe says that this is actually relevant Lamaisa, because even according to Rava, who the halacha is like Rava, who Rava says that Hazmana just designating is actually not considered um, of, 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 a, of important significance. But in certain cases, we even according to Rava, we would consider we would consider designation as something important. So again, we, the question now is, if you designate something, is just verbally saying that it's designated for that, does it have any relevance? So the Rebbe says, we could say that this would be the nafkamin ala between these two Pirushim and Rashi. According to the simple pshat, again, what was the simple pshat? The Pasuk says, Asher it's calling it achana, and Rashi says, Zimanti which we translated as, I designated to give it to you. There was no act yet in the actual place. There was no change in the actual place yet. And yet, the Torah is referring to Asher see that Hashem is saying, I prepared it for you. According to that, even just designating something just verbally would already be considered hachanu, would already be considered something important. Whereas according to the Medrash, which we said hachinoisi means that something was actually done. There's something noticeable in the place already. As we said, means up above, but something was done, at least somewhere was done. According to that, it says that it makes sense to say that if it was just purely a designation, a designation just bedibu without doing anything at all, then that would actually not be considered a proper designation. It would be considered a valid act.